Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Game over, series over, and the Red Sox are world champs again. And so are these fans. It hasn't happened at Fenway Park for 95 years. The Red Sox are world champions. Boston organization has been well run for a long time now. From the top on down, here comes a 1-2 pitch. Red Sox win the World Series! 5-1 to the final tonight! And the best team in baseball wins it all in 2018. The Red Sox have won the World Championship. The Boston Red Sox beat the Los Angeles Dodgers 5-1. They win the World Series 4 games to 1. And the Red Sox become the first team in the 21st century with four world championships. Can you believe it? Welcome to another episode of the Pesky Podcast. We're here, episode 22, and it's a special one. Uh, DC, what's been going on, man? How you doing? Doing well, man. Just living a living life. And uh, yeah, not too much, man. How about you? Uh, not bad. Uh, man, we have a, you know, we've been pumping it all week. We, we got a, a great guest coming on. Uh, when we were there at the Rail Riders Woo Sox game, you know, we, we started making a few connections uh, with some of the players for the AAA Woo Sox. And one guy that kind of like caught my eye and, you know, was a really great person to sit there and just sit down and talk to was our guest today. And, Without further ado, let's bring him on. It is the outfielder, that outfielder, Narcisco Crook. Good morning, guys. What's going on? How we doing? How's it going, man? Appreciate hey, it. Hey, how's it going, Narcisco? Doing well. Doing very well. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> let's do it. So, uh, Narcisco, uh, you know, you you, you sit there and you, you started playing baseball at a young age. So what exactly got you into uh, baseball over, uh, instead of other sports? Um, so it's funny because a lot of people ask me that because I didn't, I started playing baseball when I first moved to the United States. I'm from the Dominican Republic originally, and I never played when I was down there. I never played any sports when I was there. I was more into just education, family. Um, and then when my family moved to the United States, my mom and dad separated when I, when my mom moved, when she came and we moved over with her, um, I had a, I had my, my cousin who, who was playing baseball in Little League and, and, and in my household, they were like, hey, you're not gonna just be sitting around the house, we want you to do something. So I went to go play with my little cousin who was my age and uh, we were both 11 years old and next thing you know i, I they just kind of threw me out there um and i and i turned out pretty good and i fell in love with baseball and then that kind of kick-started everything of, of me started to train and taking it seriously and then wanted to go to high school and, and then wanted to get you know drafted and professional what uh what positions did you play growing so, up was it always outfield what was it like to uh get 
uh, what position. So they started me off at shortstop because I was a really good, really good athlete. Um, so they said, you know, I'm here playing shortstop. And, and, and once I got to high school and they were like, hey, this guy has a pretty good arm and, and runs pretty well. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna put you in the outfield. So I started playing center field. Uh, next thing you know, I'm playing all the outfield. And and when I went to junior college, I was strictly just playing outfield at that point. They wanted me to pitch a little bit because I had a good arm. Um, but once I saw all the running that pitchers did, I was like, <laughs> I don't I don't want to pitch anymore. So I just stuck to the outfield and, and, and <laughs> uh, just 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 stuck playing outfield, and that's how I got drafted. Nice. So, so uh, what uh, what was it like, you know, going through being drafted uh, overall by the Cubs? Well, I was drafted by the Reds initially, and oh, oh, uh, oh the the Reds, the Reds, Reds. Yeah, I was drafted by the Reds initially, and that was a roller coaster because um, so where I where I'm from in, in New Jersey. Uh, not too many guys are getting drafted from that area. So it was a really big deal just just getting drafted. Um, this, the high school that I went to, we weren't necessarily, like, really, really good uh, as far as record-wise. Um, we, we didn't have, like, a winning season any of the seasons that I was there. Um, but we had a great group of guys. Um, so when, I, when, when I'm getting drafted, I remember they called me uh, on the third day of the draft, I'm back then. This was 2000, 2013. I don't know how, how it is now, but back then they they had a system where it was like a three day system because it was forty rounds. Um, so they called me on the on the third day and they're like, "Hey, we're we're planning on taking you on the on the eleventh. And uh, I think it was the Rangers that called me. A few teams called me. They were planning to take me on the eleventh round, and I was like, "Let's go!" You know, like I, I this is my dream. Um, the Reds were calling me as well. And next thing you know, like the draft starts and they're kind of just reading off names and, and, and updating names. And, and I'm, look, I'm sitting there looking at the TV and like round 11 goes by, round 12 goes by, round 13 goes by. And we get all the way to like round 17, 18. And I'm sitting there with my best friend and I'm like, man, this is not happening, huh? Like, like, my, like everything kind of went south and I'm like, okay, this is not happening. And I got real, real emotional and I turned the TV off and I'm like, man, you know what? I don't want to sit here and watch this. So I turned the TV off and just kind of was like, I'm done with this. And, um, you know, kind of just felt like everything was falling apart. And then next thing you know, I get a phone call like, Hey, we've selected you in the 23rd round and then excitement right away again. I was like super hype again. And I was like super excited. I actually broke my couch cause I was sitting on it, start jumping up and down. It was, <laughs> It was like it was a dream come true, you know. Especially like from like like I said, from the neighborhood that I came came from. Not too many guys getting drafted. It was it was a really big deal, and I was super excited just to get an opportunity to play professional baseball, which was my dream. Yeah, uh, was there any other sports? Like uh, I, I know you know here, Mookie Betts. He he played multiple sports. He played basketball, football, baseball. Well, uh, was it just baseball for you, or were you an all-around athlete? So, so like I said earlier, I in the Dominican Republic, I didn't play. I didn't play any sports. I was just strictly just education. Um, my mom and dad were both in education and school teaching, and my dad was a principal. So it was just education. 
when I first when I first moved, the first sport that I actually tried was basketball because my cousin, who I started playing baseball as well with, he was playing basketball in the Boys and Girls Club in town, and and again they signed me up for that too, and uh, <laughs> that was a hard time because nobody passed me the ball. One, I never played basketball before. <laughs> never played basketball before, but I was really athletic. But no one passed me the ball because I didn't speak any English, so I didn't know how to ask for them to pass me the ball. So I was oh, sitting there, man. I was sitting there like, hey, you know, like. Um, but I remember I made my first bucket. I had to like it was a putback because I was really tall. I was a really tall kid. I was an early bloomer. Um, I had a I had a nice little putback, and that was my first bucket. And then that was the only bucket I had because I only played like two games. <laughs> So being the overall in the Cincinnati Reds, uh, what was it like first day of, you know, training? Uh, I guess you call it like training camp, your, your first, uh, you know, being on the team. Uh, how was that? That was pretty cool. Um, I mean, that's it's already been 10 years at this point. So I got to sit, sit there and really think. But I remember being like everything being surreal, you know, at your I was young. I was 17 when I when I signed. 17 years old, so you're just a really young kid. And uh, I remember thinking, like, okay, well, this is where the journey begins. You know, you don't know where it's going to take you. You don't know what's going to happen in between. Um, and you don't, you know, this it was the first time me traveling so far away from home and and, and being on my own, kind of. So it's like the, the start to that. Um, so all I remember thinking was, okay, you know what, like. Just figure things out as you go. You know, you don't have to know everything, but just just kind of go with it and, and figure it out, and everything will play out itself. And first day was like really, really, you know, overwhelming because they, they, they you know, I, I got there late one because I signed really, really late. I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to commit to signing right away, so I waited until the deadline that you have. There's like a there's like a month deadline after the draft where you where you have to decide whether you want to sign with the team or not. And I waited pretty much all the way toward, towards the deadline to sign because I wasn't sure. Um, so at that point, everybody had already been acclimated. You know, every guy that drafted that year was already like, you know, they've been up with the team. They kind of got, you know, the rundown of how things work. They had those meetings already, and I kind of missed all of those. So for me, I get there and I'm like, okay, what's going on? And I remember thinking, I didn't know how how diverse baseball was, especially like in rookie ball. You know, you get to Arizona, which is where the Reds complex was. Um, and there's a bunch of Hispanic guys. There's a bunch of guys from different countries. There's a bunch of guys. And I didn't know the diversity of that. I didn't know that there was a bunch of guys who didn't speak any English that were just going to be there. And I remember thinking, because my last name, Crook, mm-hmm. is, is not an American. Uh, it's not a, a Spanish last name. It's, it sounds like more an American name. So I remember, I remember sitting there, and I was sitting in my locker, kind of waiting for somebody to come because they told me, "Hey, go sit there in your locker. We'll, we'll come back. We'll come and get you." And uh, a guy saw my last name, and he came to introduce himself. He spoke no English, but he wanted to make me feel comfortable. So he came up to me and and, and kind of said, "Hey, how you doing? My name is uh, Juan. That was his name, but in the most broken English I've ever seen." <laughs> and uh, uh, I remember looking at him and, and started smiling, and I, and I talked back to him in Spanish, like, hey, man, how you doing in Spanish? And he, he went nuts. It was like, okay, like, that kind of helped me fit in right away. And I was like, okay, this is cool. We're, we're ready to go, you know. 
Was there any player go, like coming up in the last 10 years that, uh, you know, had a pretty big impact on you in any, in any of the organizations you've been on? Or is it so like, whether it's a guy that came down for like a rehab assignment, you know, kind of shared some extra advice with you or somebody, you know, had a bond with just going through the years of the minors? Well, I mean, at this point, I've met so many guys, you know, and, and, and I've made so many connections with guys, right? I mean, you think I was with Cincinnati for eight years, um, which is a long time. So I, I was in that organization for a while, and I got to know all those guys. Um, my best friend, who's who's Chadwick Trump, me and him are, like I said, best friends. He's with the Braves. Uh, he's up and down with the Braves at the moment. Um, but, you know, he's he's been one of the biggest influence, influence, influences in my life. Um, uh, I, I don't know if you guys remember Aquino, Aristides Aquino. That's another guy that 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 was you know coming up. Me and him played like every single level together, and we're we're like best friends as well. Um, but if I had to say a guy that that I like from the big leagues that had a, a good influence in me, that helped me, that I was that I went to and talked to, and was always like willing to talk and, and open. Joey Votto was great. Joey Votto was pretty awesome. Um, just just coming up in the system, you know, he he's the guy in Cincinnati. You know, especially yeah. for like those ten years, you know, like. Like Joey, you know, Joey was was the prime guy. So I remember there was one year that he he started the season off really, really, really bad. Um, and at the half, I, I I don't know, I forget what he was hitting. He was hitting like two ten at the half, and he ended the year close to like three hundred or something. And I remember going back to spring training the next year, and I was like, hey man, like what, what like what was going through your mind? You know, what was going through your mind? I'm asking him questions, and he gave me some answers, and it was just cool to see that you know this guy is willing to talk to us. So last year when I made my debut with the Cubs, it was against Cincinnati, which was awesome because when I went and made my major league debut, everybody on the other side of the dugout, I kind of knew. The first guy that I faced in the big leagues, my first at bat was my old roommate, which which was awesome. And uh, my second at bat, I got a double. Um, so I get to second base and I'm standing on second base. And there's actually a really cool picture that someone took and it's Joey Votto. He's sitting there like looking at me and smiling. And he, and like, when I look, he goes, Hey, welcome to the big leagues. And that was pretty cool to see, to have him be the first person to welcome me in, you know, after he was giving me advice coming up and stuff. So. Yeah. I, I definitely remember that Joey Votto year. I actually drafted him in my fantasy baseball league and dropped him, and then regretted it ever since. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So you, yeah, uh, in, uh, oh, no, no, go ahead. In, uh, in, in 2022, yeah, you, you elected Keep free agency. So what, what was the, what was the thought process, you know, of man, uh, I, I want to take a chance on myself. I want to sit there and see what's out there and, uh, see who, uh, who's willing to give me a chance. Yeah. I mean, um, I had a pretty good season last year. Made my major league debut with the Cubs, and, and I'm very grateful to the Cubs. Uh, they were very good to me as an organization, and I still have a lot of good connections there. A lot of good friends over there in that organization. Who, like I said, they were all really good to me. Um, it was just a situation where they 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 took me out of the roster uh, in the off season, um, and I, I knew that they had a lot of outfield prospects coming up who they had to put on the roster or else they're going to lose them, you mm-hmm. know, because of the rule five. So just, just the way of business, how business works. Um, and, and I said, I was sitting there looking at it and, 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 you know, just, just thinking about how, how, what would be the best opportunity for me. Um, 
sat there and talked with my agent, um, and and we just selected that free agency was what's going to be the better choice. Just to come to a team who who's going to need more uh, more outfielders, more guys that are going to be uh, resourceful to them. So it was just a you know sitting there and, and, and looking at our situation and how things are. Um, yeah, they just like I said, the Cubs were a great organization. They were really good to me. It just seemed like the better the better idea uh, to 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 go with. So Boston ends up, uh, you know, reaching out to you. Was there any other teams besides the Red Sox that reached out to you or were they just the, the first one? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, all of that stuff goes through the, through my agent. Mm-hmm. And uh, essentially, you know, we as players don't necessarily need to or want to uh, know what all the ins and outs behind all of that stuff is. Right. So, mm-hmm. We just we just want to focus on playing, and, and and that's what a great agent does. A great agent says he'll only come to you when 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 hey, this is gonna be like we have we have a, uh, an option on the table. You know, if you never want to bring up other teams if, if it's something iffy, if it's something that may or may not be. You know, you only want some something concrete. So, you know, when 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 Boston came to to us and and and, and I sat down with him and. and and we discussed it. it. Was like, hey, this is this is a, a, a really good team. This is a really good option for you. You know, we sat down and, and we we agreed, and, and then we got in touch with Boston. And, 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 and like I said, they they were great. They've been great ever since. Um, ever since I signed with this team, they, this organization is awesome. Yeah, uh, seeing you up there at AAA, like just the the smile you brought. You know, when I seen you out there talking to Ronaldo, uh, you know, Abreu, like like you were just like bonding with everybody and just the smile on your face and the confidence and and, and like the character you could see, you know, uh, when we, you, you and I first had that the first interaction, you know, you, you were just like, man, you, you got to have faith. You know, you can do it. You can sit there and, and you have to have confidence. And you that, that just like beams out of you when you're with uh, the, the teammates around you? Yeah, man. I mean, it, to me, it's it's part of being a team, right? And it's not just in baseball. I mean, in life too, right? In life, you, you kind of have to have that confidence. You kind of have to have that faith that, that, you know, things would play out the way you want them to because we have very little things that we're in control of, I feel like. Not just in baseball, but in life, right? So... To me, I, I want to be the things that I want to control are the things that are coming out of me, the things that I can be a part of, and the things that I can influence every day. So I choose to do that every day, and I want to. You know, every I'm not not saying every single day is perfect. Every single day is the same, uh, but I try to lean more on that, and especially with my teammates. You know, these are guys that you spend most of the year with. You know, you spend more time with these guys than with your family. So. You know, you talk, you, you go through things, you go through experiences, and, and, and you sit there and you go to war together, right? So for me, I'm looking at it like I'm going to have these guys' backs, and I know they're going to have my back too. So we're always helping each other. We're always keeping each other on track. We're always having each other's back. So for me, like, whenever I can, whenever I, whenever, whenever somebody is, is needing me to be, to be that teammate, to be that friend or something off the field or whatever, I'm always there. So very important for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh- the I always sit there and I'm checking out your Instagram all the time, and it seems like one person that's a character just like you is Fitzy, and oh, yeah. and it, he was the first guy that uh, I interviewed that weekend, and 
I was like, I, I messed it up so bad because I call him uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh no! <laughs> but but he was a true he was a trooper. He he went he went he he kept going and I stopped and I'm like, yeah, we can't keep going. I messed up. And he goes, man, he goes, it's okay. He goes, you know how many people do that? And he goes, and the funny thing is, my middle name is Patrick. So he, I'm like, wow, okay. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I sit there and see on your Instagram that you guys have a close relationship and stuff. So, so tell us a little bit about uh, how well you guys, uh, you know, are connected and stuff. Well, Fitzy's awesome, man. Like, we we shared a locker. Like, our lockers were next to each other in spring training. Uh, it was me, Fitzy, uh, Sogard, and, and uh, Koss. Koss, who just recently got up here. Uh, we were all, like, in the same row. And we got, we got to spend a lot of time with each other in spring training. And uh, it's funny because one thing that I heard before we even got to, to, to Wooster was that, hey, Fitzy is like a fan favorite over there. The, the fans love him. You know, everybody goes crazy with Fitzy. And I love that because in all of my previous team, I've been like a fan favorite. And I was like, okay, you know what? This is a guy that has a personality. This is a guy that, that likes to be out there, likes to be – yeah, entertaining the crowd because at the end of the day we're all entertainers, you know. Um, so, so I was like, okay, I know I'm gonna get along with this guy really well. So, right away that connection, you know, formed, and then you know we we've been we've been kicking it since spring training, and then Fitzy's a dude, and you know we have a lot of dudes on this team. Honestly, like we have a lot of great personalities on this team. So, it's cool to see. You know, not every single team that you go to is, is gonna have a lot of personalities like that, where you're gonna have like guys who are open or. or or willing to have fun like that, you know, not everybody, not everybody's help, like helps them with that. You know, not everybody mm-hmm. wants to do that every single day or, or some people just want to have their headphones in and just relax and try to, you know, get ready for the game. And that's fine too, you know? So it's cool to have that on the stage. Yeah. Uh, well, since coming over here to, uh, to the Boston organization, uh, we've had some great people, you know, on rehab assignments, unfortunately, uh, Adam Duvall was, was recently one of them, you know, you guys both playing, uh, the outfield position, uh, what, what were any reactions or interactions you guys had, uh, with each other? And, you know, did you get to pick his brain at all? Uh, Doobie's cool. Doobie's awesome. I, I actually got to play with Doobie when he was in Cincinnati as well. So, okay. and then we actually rehabbed together as well for a little bit. Cause I, I don't remember what he was rehabbing, but I had a shoulder. I had a shoulder surgery that I that I was rehabbing. I don't know. If I had two surgeries. I don't know which one. I think it was a sur- the shoulder or it might have been the hernia. But he was there, and I remember we rehabbed for a little bit together, and, and we spent time in spring training with, with Cincinnati. But that was way back. Um, but Doobie, Doobie's awesome. Um, he just came to play, honestly. He just came to play. He came to get ready. We we didn't sit there. We, we, we didn't really pick his brain a lot because at this point, you know, this point in the season, at this point in your career, you know, triple A, you, you kind of already know what you need to do and everybody, it's more individualized. Mm-hmm. There's some things that you're going to, there's some, like about baseball, there's some things that you're going to be like, all right, what do you think about this? Especially like at the play. Um, and I, what I like about Doobie is Doobie's very good at giving you feedback off the pitcher. Like, hey, this guy's doing this, this guy's doing that. In the outfield, we talk a lot like, hey, you know, this is what's going on out here today in the outfield. Like the ball's doing this, the ball's doing that. So that communication is very key. That communication is very important. Um, he's he's not a gold glove for no reason, you know. So mm-hmm. it's 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 really good to pick his brain when you do that. Um, 
and, and that's that's it, man. Doobie, Doobie, Doobie's an awesome dude. Like I said, we, we go back from Cincinnati um, and, you know, known him for a long time already at this point. So it was more like, hey, good to see you again. You know, let's let's play baseball, you know? Yeah. So let's flip-flop it. Uh, instead, instead of you going to uh, people for advice, who who's who have you taken under your wing to kind of like coach uh, a little bit? Um, I wouldn't say I take anybody under my wing. I always, I always want to to just help out guys who who I think need me in any way, as a teammate, as a friend, uh, as a stranger. You know, a lot of times, sometimes people just want to like no bias advice. You know, I just want to be a voice um, to be heard or, or, or an ear. Um, so I don't, I don't, I would normally say I, I, I'll take anybody under my wing. It may feel like I do, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't think of it that way. Um, I'm just always willing to to to, to help. Um, I'm really good at noticing things and seeing guys mm-hmm. and. I, been you know being through been through a lot of things myself like i said this is my 10th year already so i've seen a lot of things i've, I've played through a lot of things and been on different teams you know and, and played with a bunch of guys so at this point you know i i i kind of can pick out a lot of things and whenever i see a guy who who's who's struggling with something or or a guy who's who's low on confidence or or just not feeling his you know his best self uh, you know I, i'll be that I'll be that guy that leans on them and then like, hey, you know, we got this or we're good, you know, especially when teams going through something. Right now we're going through injuries, um, not just here, but also in the big league. So, you know, all of that stuff kind of falls, you know, in the domino effect. And we got to we got to stick together when, when things like that happen, you know. Uh, I've always, you know, asked everybody that we've interviewed in the triple A level, double A level, like how hard is it to get into a groove? Throughout the, throughout a season, when you got guys coming, uh, getting called up, getting brought back down, uh, injuries, rehab assignments, like uh, how hard is it for a team to sit there and, and, and gel like that throughout a season? I mean, Triple A is a melting pot, um, and I didn't understand that until I got to Triple A. I feel like you you'll never understand that until you get there because one week you'll have one team, and then the next week you can have a completely different team. Um, so it's just it's it's. Baseball is hard itself as it is, and to try to make sense of, you know, losing guys and gaining other guys and new guys on the team, there's just there's just no, like, recipe to, like, around that. You just got to go out there and, 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 and do your best every single day. And I, I think the, the, the coaching is very important. The managing is very important and how they handle that. And Trace here does a great job because he's super, super chill. He's super communicating with us. He like we'll sit there and we'll talk and it's just like you know it's it's an open conversation and we're able to sit there and communicate things, um, and you know it's 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 very important to keep the guys loose because like I said there's no recipe to to hey this is this is how we're gonna we're gonna handle the situation next week we're gonna get two two guys and we're gonna lose three like like there's no you know what I'm saying that that doesn't you don't yeah. know that you don't know that that's gonna happen so um, just sticking together and and. and you know, seeing things for how they come, taking it every single day at a time, um, and just and just going with it, man. That's just that's just what it is. There is no recipe. There's no. It's just having a good team that's able to, to deal with that adversity. And everybody in, in AAA and in the big leagues does it. You know, mm-hmm. um, 
just like just like there's a lot of movements in the triple A, there's just just the same in the big leagues because there wouldn't be moves if guys are coming up and down. So big leagues too, you know, they have to deal with that. Um, you, you go up there and, and, and that team could change at any moment, right? And and that's when it really matters up there, right? So like you really have to have a team up there who who who's able to go through things like that and able to 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 say, okay, you know what, we lost this guy, we got this new guy, we're still gonna go out there and play baseball to the best of our capabilities. So Narcisco, let's sit there and switch it up from baseball. Uh, when I had Joe Braley on, he was uh, one thing that he was very proud of is is how he got different players to uh, volunteer their time and stuff. And recently, you know, you were one of those players I seen on your Instagram. Uh, like, how, how does that make you feel? You know, being able to volunteer your time uh, to kids that you know look up to you and stuff like that. Honestly, that uh, I love it. I love going out to schools, um, doing the charity stuff with the teams. I've been doing it ever since I, I, I signed as a professional. Yeah. And it's it's awesome to me because part of what I do and, and part of who I am as a player is not just going out there and being a baseball player. You know, I think a lot of people uh, see us just as athletes and, and that's it. So like usually like I'll get something like, hey, you're the baseball player, right? And it's like, that's what I am. That's it. You know what I mean? And, and the reality is that's just not yeah. it. Well, that's just, that's just not it. You're not just a baseball <clears throat> player. You're, you, know, you can be many things, especially off the field, right? So for me, I I, I love giving back. Um, and I know that sounds that sounds cliche, you know, but the people that do, it's 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 awesome because, like, that, we have a platform, and that's how I see it. We have a platform. We have kids looking up to us. We have an opportunity to – to help these kids and to help, you know, this community, the society. I feel like things are crazy enough as it is right now, you know, mm-hmm. and, and with all the social media. So, you know, I, I try to spread as much positivity out there as I can. You know, I'm the type of person that like, if, it, if I'm not, if I'm going to post something on social media or if I'm going to do something out in public, if it's not positive or if it's not something that's going to help someone or if it's going to have a negative effect on someone, I'm just not going to do it or not going to post it because I don't want that image out there. You know, I don't want anything out there that's going to give somebody a negative, you know, image or, 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 or bring somebody down, you know? So I love it. I mean, one of my goals is, is to, to be able to touch a lot of people and to be able to, to make a difference. So that's part of the reason I, I play. And then, and that's part of the reason why, what, what I stand for. Um, so I, I love it, man. I, one of my goals is to be able to, to touch as many people as possible in a, in, in a positive way and, and change the change our culture to change what we do as a, as a society and, and, and make it a better place for, you know, for everyone. So, uh, Narcisco, your time, your time with us is, is coming down, but I, I am, I'm going to start asking this question to everybody we interview. So it's going to be a kind of a hot tub time machine thing to okay. where, to where, you can go back and face any pitcher, have the opportunity at one at bat to face any pitcher in Major League history. Who would it be and why? I have two. Okay. I have two. I like this question. That's fine. Take them both. So recently, recently, I I met Pedro in spring training, Pedro mm-hmm. Martinez, and 
I've always like thought about facing him because he was like he's Pedro. Like, you know what I mean? Like one of the most dominating pitchers. Yeah, in the game. he's a monster. You, you know what I mean? Like, and after meeting him for the first time in, in spring training, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I, I would have loved to face this guy. Just to just to say that I did and to see what, what it was like. Because to be that dominating as a pitcher, to be a player who's who's that good. Who, who? Anytime you're out there, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're a menace to the other lineup. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm not saying it was going to go well, but just to see what it was doing, you know, he was, he was my guy. And then, um, ever since I signed, like that was like when I signed as an athlete, I was like, I want to get to the big leagues. And I want to face this guy before he retires. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, he retired before I got up to the big leagues. But uh, Mariano Rivera was, was was the guy that I was like, man, I have so much respect for this guy. I, I see him as 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 this, this great pitcher, you know, who, who like, I have, I have him really high, you know, respect-wise. And I was just like, I just want to face him. I just want to face him. I just want to be in the box and have him throw me a cutter and see what that does. You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. That's it, you know. To just to think about that a guy card, that cutter was dirty, bro. He, bro, he dominated throwing a fastball cutter. Like, how? You know what I mean? How do you do that? Um, and not like ninety five, ninety seven, ninety eight. Well, when he was younger, right? He was throwing up there, but but like towards the end of his career, when he was still dominating, you know, it was like ninety two. How you know? So I, I have so much respect for the guy. Um, I think he was awesome as a person as well. I did some research on him, and, and off the field, he was just a true gentleman, um, and did, did a lot of community work as well. So I just I love him as as, as a player, and uh, would have loved to face him. Yeah, well, Narcisco, we would love to sit there and uh, thank you for coming on. You are a first class act uh, all the way. Uh, tell everybody where they can reach out, where they can find you, where they can follow you at, so they know. Yeah, so I no, I, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for the time. This is great. Um, I follow me on Instagram. Talk to me on Instagram. My Instagram is nkrook underscore. My Twitter is that outfielder because that's me. You know, have some fun with me. And I usually like to, you know, when people reach out, um, mm-hmm. a lot of people usually reach out because I have a rule. I don't know if you guys know about my rule. So I usually do it for guys for people who who do autographs. So like, yeah. My- my rule with autographs is whenever uh, I sign anybody's autograph, they have to commit a single good deed for someone in two weeks. So usually I have a lot of people reach out to me on social media and like, hey, I did this and I did that. And that's pretty cool. So uh, if people want to reach out, that outfielder or nncrook underscore, feel free. And then, you know, let's let's have a conversation. Let's have some fun with it. Yeah. Uh, DC, the, the, that was the, Man, the one awesome. thing. That's some good stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if, if Chase and I told you when we went and uh, asked Narcisco for for a little bit of his time. You know that that was the commitment we did, and you know, and, and I love that because it's kind of like paying it forward, and you know, it, it's something great. So, but yeah, uh, spread the positivity, man. <clears throat> That's admirable for sure. But okay, guys, this is the Pesky Podcast in the books, episode twenty-two. Uh, for myself, for DC, for that outfielder, Narcisco Crook. Guys, see you guys next time on the Pesky Podcast.